I I stopped taking notes. I think like halfway through the movie. I think that was about when I fell asleep and I went back <laughs> and watched the other half of it today. I was like, "This is fucking terrible." What? You can't blame me. I didn't. This is not my episode. I did not pick this. I'm just the special guest. This is all my fault. Hey, Rob, start. The you are listening to the Give Me Five podcast, episode one ninety three, side B. This is the Give Me Five podcast, a bi-weekly podcast reviewing the things you love today and the things you should not have loved yesterday. My name is Gruff Hardwagon, and I'm joined by Tessa Tickle. <laughs> tickle, tickle. And Ernie. Hey, Bert. I'm a shitty shark movie. <laughs> I don't know why I laugh And like we are also joined by <laughs> wait, our... Wait, wait, pa- we're not. Oh. We need to do the thing to get him to arrive. Oh God! I've already effed it up. Yeah, nope. Yeah, no, it's okay. Re- remember, to get Alec to arrive, you have to stare into a podcast and microphone, and all at the same time, the you candle. have to do the jaw. Yeah, with the candle, and you have to do the the uh, jaws music. No, the, no, no. Why are you naked? <laughs> Why wouldn't you be? Well, naked? I thought we were doing Alex the thing. coming. Of course, you're going to be naked. <laughs> yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Okay, so sorry. Dun 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 dun, and Alec is here. Does somebody ring? We go. He's here. It worked. Omar didn't participate, but Alec knew just to ignore that. Have the fucking candle, man. All I know is I was I'm naked, and I heard Jaws music. Alec's like, I heard there was a naked party. Oh my god! And for the record, I do have a shirt on, so it's not. Not fully naked, okay. No. No. no I don't want to no, be those weird. Those little about mesh it. jobbies don't count, Omar. I don't. Well, okay, that's fair. Those little fishnet <laughs> things that you wear to the club, that doesn't count. Yeah, but they look good, but not on me. Yeah, they do. <laughs> For all of you out there that are very confused as to what's going on, Alec is our resident Jaws fan, and we summoned him to the podcast to talk about Jaws 4, probably the fourth most uh, willing to talk about jaws movie that he, he probably would like to talk about all of the other ones multiple times before talking about jaws 4 but but this is the give me five podcast and we do shitty movies and it was the summer <laughs> of 87 so that's what that's what we got period yes yep. summer of 87 we are doing the movies of 1987 in order and uh was it 31 years ago whatever it was i forget how many years ago it was on this exact week is when jaws 4 came out with a vengeance, haha. Ha. <laughs> yeah, good one. So, uh, welcome, Alec. Thank you. Uh, to be clear, um, there's more to talk about with this movie than probably Jaws two or three, just because of how shitty it is. That is That's actually true. That's a really good point. You know, uh, just on that note, I I did not know much about the making of this movie, and then you had sent that message saying basically that the making of the movie is actually interesting. So I found like an hour and seven minute documentary on YouTube about the making of this movie. God. And the dude that actually makes the documentary starts it off by taking uh, actually that sound that you hear there with the, the ice cubes clinking in the glass. That's actually how it starts. 
because he he pours himself some sort of alcoholic beverage. He's like, okay, let's do this. <laughs> let's do this. I guess. Like he has to actually, you know, pretend in this case, but to uh, liquor himself up because of the fact that he has to talk about this awful, <laughs> awful. Psych himself up for it. That's exactly yeah. what I did today as well. So <laughs> <laughs> he was sitting there, and then all of a sudden he got sucked into the podcast by our chance. Yes. So, uh, spoilers, Omar. I don't believe we actually have to do this with this movie, but we're going to do it with this movie. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess. I mean, we can we can do that. Uh, you know, it is a review show. There will definitely be spoilers. I don't think there's... We're not going to hold back on this one. Um, I mean, the movie came out in 1987. So, I don't think anyone really feels bad about spoiling anything. Um... We're not going to try to avoid major twists. I don't think there are any. Um, no. <clears throat> there are spoilers for a crappy movie that inevitably came out like many, 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 many moons ago. Over two decades. So it's not a big deal. You'll be fine. Um, don't be a bitch. Yeah. I mean, it, we're just <laughs> talking about Jaws 4. So uh, the more you listen, the the more we're doing you a favor. So don't worry about it. Yeah. And nobody saw it the first time anyway. Actually, it opened at number three. Yeah, I guess that's true. But, I mean, in terms of box office compared to the other ones, it didn't do much. No. No. It it opened at like 10 million, uh, almost 10.5 million opening weekend. I think that was for the week. For the weekend, it was like 7 point something. True, true. I assume it drops off rapidly after that. It does. (laughs) Poor Mario Van Peebles. He tried. He did a good job. Yes, he did. Best character in the movie. He wasn't the worst part of this movie. No. And his dad his dad did a good job, too, in this movie. Yeah. Oh, that was his, his dad. dad was in yeah. It. Yep, the, the mayor of the Bahamas. Yep. Mr. Yep. Van Peebles. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, uh, Rob, when did this movie come out? Tell us. Let's, let's get uh, everyone started here. Well, this movie was released July 17th of 1987. Directed by Joseph Sargent, and it does star Lorraine Gary, Lance Guest, Mario Van Peebles, and Michael Caine, among others. Inexplicably. A very debonair a paycheck. Michael Caine. It's a paycheck movie. Well, we, well, we've got a lot of information about that, I know <laughs> <Yes>. that. <laughs> so, the synopsis is, the Brody family continues to suffer at the hands, or teeth, of a shark as Sean Brody gets killed by a shark in Amity around Christmas time. Ellen Brody, widowed mother of Sean and Michael Brody, goes to the Bahamas with her son and his family. The shark somehow, hell-bent on revenge <laughs> against the Brody family, follows them to the Bahamas. This time, it's personal. Uh, that was the tagline for the movie this time. This time, time it's, it's personal. a frog of shit. <laughs> I, I, I just want to... Reiterate, that was the tagline they went with, and it's actually lasted. People say this time it's personal. They just don't realize that what, that where came that came from. from. That's where it came from, where, yeah. Where, where a shark that had nothing to do with the previous sharks in the movies, because they all died, <clears throat> uh, somehow was hell-bent on revenge. It's pretty, pretty crazy uh, story. I wish I would have written it. <laughs> it's like they interviewed the shark. What is your motivation behind this? <laughs> I want revenge. It's personal. I did, uh, well, yeah. Um, so let's, uh, I guess, our initial thoughts on this thing. I, I'll start off since I'm already yammering. I have seen this movie many, many times. I don't remember ever watching it except for the most recent time. And even then, I'm not entirely sure that I did. Like, I knew 
almost every scene of this movie, and I have no idea why. Because I know I didn't see it in the theater. And well, you've got you've got PTSD, and you had blocked it out, and then as you were watching it, it all came back. <laughs> it it was on cable a shit ton when we were younger, so it was I think like you were reliving that, it. That could be it, and like it was probably one of those things where you're a kid and you're like, I like I liked the first Jaws movie because I'm not a heathen, and <laughs> and I'm scared of Alex, so I'm gonna say I liked it regardless. Very but, good. Also, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's gonna like you know chum the water with my corpse. But I love that Alec was like, as you should be. <laughs> no, so like, I think that if I just saw what was very obviously a Jaws movie online I would, or on TV, I would just be like, oh, I'm watching Jaws. And like, as a kid, you don't kind of realize what, which is which. Just, and then you're like, what is this shit? <laughs> yeah. You got your emotional support kitten at the right time for this movie. I did, actually. <laughs> I did. My emotional support kitten, Jaws. <laughs> I think all of us had the same opinion, but I'll let you guys. My opinion, I was like, what the shit? This movie is. And Who's I texted next? Greg in the middle of this movie, and I was like, Greg, how in the hell do they make a Jaws movie boring? I was I was bored out of my mind watching this. And, and, I'm, and it, when I get bored, I start picking shit apart. I'm like, how did this shark fucking follow them all the way down to the Bahamas? They flew. It's not like she took a boat that the shark could just, like, follow. I mean, she jumped in a plane, and the shark tracked him all the way down to the Bahamas. What? That doesn't make any sense. Not to mention that it's it's a shark that had nothing to do with the other sharks that died. Why does it want revenge? Um, Just all kinds of stupid crap. <laughs> Uh, someone determined this. I don't know if anyone else found this out, but I'll just say it now. The shark would have had to go 1,193 miles in like a day. Uh, in, three, in three days. Yeah. Uh, also, most of that in warm water, which makes sharks fairly, that type of shark, fairly lethargic. <laughs> which they do mention in the movie. Yeah. That they don't like that, that warm water. Yeah. Uh, and was so it Omar. me or did the Christmas scene at Amityville look like it was unseasonably warm? It did not look like Christmas at all, other than the fact that they had Christmas decorations up. They filmed that in February, so I, I will say they, I think it actually was cold, but it, did, mm-hmm. it didn't look cold. I agree with you. It didn't look cold, and the dude fell in the water, and like and I think was, that would have probably killed me almost as fat, like almost yeah. as fast as the shark. The hypothermia, That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Is like he's, he doesn't seem to be reacting to the water, and uh, that might have killed him as much as a shark. But it's a very stupid movie. Yeah, uh, Omar, what do you think? I, I, this one I did not see. I know I saw one and two for sure. Three, maybe. I don't, I, I don't remember. Better. He didn't even watch it for the, for this episode. I did. He was like, I did. I'm not watching this bullshit. This is stupid. No, I did my usual where I kind of loop it for a little while. You know what I mean? But not it's as like, much. I just hope that they don't expect me to talk at all. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, He's like, no, yeah. it was on. I, I had it on, but I vacuumed the whole time. Oh, my God. My just... microphone's broken. I'm sorry. Bye. <laughs> um, no. My apartment is so clean. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did find myself playing, you know, the, the game Heyday on my iPhone for a little, a couple of times during the movie. Um, uh, we should test him. Be like, so what did you think about the other shark that surprised them in the middle of the movie? <laughs> oh, yeah. That was crazy. <laughs> ah, gotcha. And the, and the shark sex scene. <laughs> yeah, that was that was so hot. No, saw that. Mm, that was, wait, what? <laughs> um, now, I mean, it, you know, it was just a boring, it was. It just wasn't a great, uh, The there's so many 
parts of the movie, you know, at the beginning when he falls in the water and he, at first he doesn't realize his arm's missing. Uh, right. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. One of the people gets, comes out of the shark still alive. Like, I, I, I mean, there's so many things that are wrong with the movie. Um, and it just wasn't even entertaining. You know, some like B movies are just fun, whatever. This didn't have that. Uh, and the shark like makes a beeline for like every family member. Yes, correct, including the yeah. including the grand the, the grandchild. Right, yeah, the right. Exactly. He like picks her out of a out of like a hundred swimmers and then in, fucks it up. Yeah, in the ocean and like and like attacks her and then gets the wrong girl. It's like he got really? like a swimming start at Cape Cod and got down there and missed. Well, and like Michael Caine, it has to swim like two football fields and he's fine. Like he just comes out of nowhere. Yeah. It's a fucking shark. Like he's in your, he's in his, is in the shark's territory, fully clothed. So it's going to be heavy. It's going to be hard to swim, and he comes out fine. It's just there's a lot of ridiculous. The movie didn't need to be made. Basically, is what I'm trying to say. If that makes sense. Gotcha. Okay, Alec. I, right. I'm I'm a little risk. I'm I'm a little concerned. You're going to be like, this is my second favorite movie and <laughs> of all time. Like, you're just going to have a microphone fall over, and you're going to be like, fuck y'all, and. I will not be a patron of any size after this. No, um, <laughs> I love the original Jaws. It's my favorite movie of all time. I don't have any allegiance to any of the sequels except partially the second one because at least it still has Roy Scheider in it. Um, it's clear what they tried to do here was, hey, let's make a movie that tries to reconnect from the first two movies. It completely ignores Jaws 3, the one in SeaWorld. Mm-hmm. And... Let's get the mother, Lorraine Gary. Let's bring her back somehow. Make it about her, which I don't mind that. that that's actually interesting. Except for the whole, hey, the shark is per- takes things personally somehow and, and is stalking this family. And then they just make it a domestic drama in the Bahamas with no real interesting drama. Uh, you know, it's kind of waste Michael Caine. I don't really know what the fuck he's in the movie for. I know why he did the movie. I don't know why they needed him based on the role they gave him. I actually found myself entertained by Mario Van Peebles. It might be his, the best performance of his career. And I, I'm a New Jack City fan, just to be clear. I just think that you know his acting isn't exactly what he's known for. Right. Uh, but it, somehow they made a shark movie not very scary. I mean, I, I, listen, I, I have po- uh, PTSD from the first one. If I hear the music, if, I'm, if I see underwater and know that a shark's coming, I, I get kind of nervous still. But I found it more entertaining, those parts, than and funny, especially like, the scene where the Sean gets killed, there's blood in the water before he gets attacked. Um, you know, so <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's like, it's just it's like one of the, like, it is really like, the, a, uh, that's where a sound of period. thunder comes in. Cause it's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is like an Ed Wood made movie. Uh, you know, yeah, it was, I mean, it was like, they didn't really even try. They were just it, like, ah, oh, fuck it. it. It felt like that. Then when I, and I never knew the story behind it fully. And then when I read the story and you can let me know when you want to hear that, but, uh, that's, that's when I realized, oh, this is why. Because they tried, well, just to be clear, they tried to make a movie from its inception, basically from the screenwriting point to the filming the, all the way through nine months, which is usually it takes two to three years to do that. Mm-hmm. And so you're not going to get good results, especially, I mean, the director of the movie, actually, you know, he directed some good movies in the 70s. I don't know if you guys saw the original Taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3, but that movie really is that's an awesome movie. Wasn't it? Was uh, Gene but, Hackman in that? No, um, this uh, Walter Matthau. Gene Hackman oh, was well, the Matthau, first connection. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Yep. But 
it's, and Robert Shaw, actually, my, my guy from Jaws, was the bad guy in that movie. So kind of a Jaws connection there. Mm-hmm. But uh, this was his last movie. At least I think he might have directed some TV after this. But this was his last movie. And I, you know, I feel bad for the guy because what a, what a way to... Yeah, I, it's not his fault. <laughs> at least not fully. It, it, like Universal was just like, we need money. Howard the Duck didn't do well last year. Oh, uh, let's try is Jaws of Revenge. Is that why? Is that why? <laughs> that was my next question. Why did they Universal fast track? So I, yeah, Universal. Uh, let me see if I can find where I wrote this down. And you know what? AMC. Howard the Duck was better than this movie. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, they totally agreed. It, it was. Uh, it was a combination of things. Uh, you know. The, so Sid Sheinberg was the head of Universal. So he's Lorraine Gary's husband. Not to say that's why she got the role, but then it's kind of why she got the role, probably. It's why she um, came back to acting. It's why she came back. She hadn't acted in since 1979, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wanted a Jaws movie because since Universal. Jaws <laughs> yeah. Yes. No, actually, since 1941, I think she was in that too in a small role. But uh, they, um, they, what do you call it? The Universal uh, theme park was about to open, so I think yeah. that was part of it. And then part of it was, hey, Jaws 3, for all the shit that it took, critically speaking, still made money. It wasn't as big as the other two. I mean, the first movie was the biggest movie of all time when it came out. The second movie was probably the biggest sequel of all time when it came out. I think Jaws 3 made money because it was 3D and it used the gimmick. Right, the gimmick. Well, that Yes, agreed. And also on top of that, it had the goodwill of the first two. Even though I'm not a huge Jaws 2 fan, the movie made a shit ton of money for its time. Wait, but for real, Jaws, the first one was the biggest of all time at the time? When yes. it came out, yes. Really? It basically invented the summer movie. I didn't know that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then Star Wars took that mantle, I think, in 77. Yeah. And, you know, but mm-hmm. Jaws was, yeah, the biggest movie of all time. And, yeah, created the summer movie. And, unfortunately, created Jaws the Revenge as well. <laughs> <laughs> you take the good with the bad, you know? It's a yin-yang thing. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, I'll go out on a, and I'll go out on a limb here. Another terrible shark movie that we watched that was actually more entertaining than this one was Santa Jaws. <laughs> oh my god okay I, this is where I'll say I'll still take a movie with the Jaws theme and a couple of Jaws uh, connections over Santa Jaws but it, I will say Santa Jaws is a lot funnier than Jaws Revenge intentionally speaking at least mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean I had a lot he, more fun watching Santa Jaws than this one well that's because nobody in this movie said you're about to go to jingle hell I mean I think that was <laughs> <laughs> and, and, this, and this Jaws did not have a candy corn unicorn horn or a candy cane unicorn horn. I for, yes, that would have. Made, I mean, things that would have improved Jaws Revenge. There's, there's a lot of them, and I guess those are those are a couple. That's funny. Cinnamon rolls would have improved it too from the from the from the Santa Jaws as well. Yeah, I am amazed that this like every time you mention this movie to anyone, they're like, "Oh, this movie is the one where the shark is some sort of vendetta," and like like sharks don't do that. Like, how did this get through so many levels of Universal Studios boardrooms and managers and people that do green lights and all that without someone pointing that out? That's kind of dumb. Because like, they they didn't think they didn't respect the audiences probably. Well, yeah. and, it's, and if they're fast tracking it for the for the uh, for the ride, mm-hmm. then they kind of their 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 perception is skewed a little bit. Like we just need to get this out to promote the ride. I, the thing was this. It wasn't just for the ride. It was also that Jaws was still very profitable. I mean, all three of the movies were on TV quite a bit, so they had a following enough that the thought was, we put this out there, people were going to... There was an NES game coming. 
Exactly. Oh, that's and, right. And oh, that's I think, true. and so I think the other part of it was, it was just arrogance. Like, hey, we can fast track it. We can make a good movie. The director, you know, bought in on it too. He knew better than to think you could, you know, without, while you're working on a script, you know, continuing to change the script. I mean, this is a movie that initially, the beginning was supposed to have Roy Scheider come back and he was supposed to get killed in the first scene. He smartly said, fuck you. <laughs> not, you know, and thank God. Number one, I couldn't, that I would, I would have had to kill whoever wrote the movie. You can't kill, um, as it is, they killed his character, but off screen at least, not, I couldn't see him getting defeated by a shark. That would just be too much for me. I might have, I might be in prison right now. So, you know, we can... I can picture him watching the movie in like just sitting there in like Jaws pajamas with like Jaws shaped <laughs> uh, slippers, <laughs> holding a remote control that's shaped like a shark, and, a jazz, and like he sees that. <laughs> for the pe- for the listeners who are not seeing this, he is actually wearing a Jaws shirt. Uh, Alec is wearing a Jaws shirt and a, jo- a Amity Island hat. I also have uh, Amity Island underwear on. Excellent. We can see that. Yes, but you can. We know. Put that on our Instagram. <laughs> no, we, uh, the, the little thing I, I found, I don't know if anyone else found this, but there was a, I don't know if it was another version of the script or possibly of a book, like the book that, that went along with the movie. The novel where, where there was a uh, Haitian voodoo curse put on the family. <laughs> for unknown, that? for unknown reasons. So they had, they created like a, a witch doctor who you know, basically put the shark under her spell to, exact a revenge on the Brody family without ever explaining why this witch doctor has such a vendetta against the Brody family. It's a pretty fucking big vendetta because, and, and, you know, she's supposed to be responsible for his heart attack. Sean's killing at the beginning and obviously chasing them to the Bahamas and no reason in the book for why the witch doctor had this, you know, revenge, uh, Yeah, but you know what? That would have made more sense than the shark just deciding it had a vendetta. Agreed. Agreed. Like... She, like, just jumps in front of him in line at, like, Pan- Panera. The guy's like, ah. It seems like an important line. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the shark. I was no, no. like, so the shark no, no, was no. just in line at Panera Bread, and she jumped no. in front of Rob, it. Rob, I thought no, you the meant the shark, The mom jumped too. in front yeah. of the, the, the voodoo Listen, guy. Let's, let's be realistic, okay? It's the 80s. He he took their room at a hojo. Yeah, there we go. There we go. That's funny. You will pay with the blood of your family. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's let's get into the loveliness that is Jaws Four: The Revenge. Now that we've chit chatted, I am scrolling up. Uh, we've talked about some of the actors, but Mario Van Peebles is in this movie, and uh, he had actually had some pretty big roles up to this point, and he apparently did not want to do this, which I saw. And they basically said the the two things that um, you can get someone to do a movie and that's one i'm going to double your salary and two you can do whatever you want creatively so he wrote a lot of his own stuff and oh he didn't take the double salary he took the no no he he took both both. oh okay (laughs) well he didn't like how it was written his character i guess and i will say his character comes off probably the best in the movie Uh, you know i I don't know going to go the opposite direction i thought it was way heavy-handed like there was some stuff that was like first of all, I I kept on for, forgetting he was supposed to be Bahamian because he sounded way more Jamaican. And that's if you, true. There's an interview with him where he's like saying, "Well, I used to live in the Bahamas for a while, and I uh, so I knew how to speak that." I was like, "Oh, I thought you were Jamaican for most of the movie." <laughs> that's true. Yeah, his 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 accent was, let's say, it went in and out, it phased in and out. 
I guess what I'm trying to say is his character is his character is entertained up there. For instance, so the funniest thing I didn't thing want about, him to die. Well and that's the thing. Neither did anybody else. So what happened the in the initial this movie was released in the United States and what happens at the end of this movie is he do, he doesn't come back. He 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 gets like kind of how Omar would expect and I, from your comments earlier. Yeah, you don't get into the mouth of the shark and get out of it. Uh he dies. Um, they don't show him like anymore after that, but you know, he's dead, which is what you would think when you watch the movie, like, okay, he's dead. Uh, but the audience wasn't happy with the ending, not just because he died, but because of how anticlimactic the original ending was. So, cause in the original ending, the shark just, I guess from all the, whatever they're doing to it with the, uh, electromagnetic pulses, it just, it just slowly dies and goes underwater and then their boat capsizes and they fall in the water. And that's kind of the end of the movie, which is not that different than what happened here, but somewhat. Uh, and the audience reacted so poorly to the United States. Like shit, we're fucked in the United States, but this movie still has time before it comes out overseas. And they changed, they actually reshot the ending post-production, post-release and everything else, put it out in the UK and that's the only version that really exists now. I'm not even sure if you can find the other version except when it used to get televised here and there because I, I remember watching it as a kid and um, Mario Van Peebles died in the version I saw. So I was shocked when I saw it this time. Oh, he survived? Yep. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> same thing here. Too. That's why I was like, did I see this in the theater? Because I knew they changed the ending. And yeah, So uh, they actually changed the ending after it was released in the U.S.? Correct. correct. Wow. You know things are going well when you change the entire it's, ending of the movie. It, <laughs> it's it's the most crazy. I, it actually would be an interesting movie, the making of Jaws: The Revenge. I or like one of those. Uh, you Maybe know, and Alec are sharing a brain because if we did the, it, it, should they remake this movie? I would say, I, well, we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll save my thoughts for them. But yeah. yes, it's 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 kind of crazy. That part of it is is absolutely nuts. But that all goes into everything else. Like once again, Roy Scheider was supposed to die. At the beginning, that sets everything off. He says, hell no. They tried to get Richard Dreyfuss to do a voice cameo. He said no. Because um, they, they didn't even bother asking him to be in the movie because he was a little too big at that point. But uh, they, they had nowhere to go. And they, but they were like, we have to have a Jaws movie. It has to come out on July 17th, 1987, despite that you know, they didn't start anything until September, October of 1986. It's not how you make a movie then or now, I suppose. Yeah. Even the original Shark didn't want to be in it. <laughs> like uh yeah talk to my agent my cell phone's dead yeah. <laughs> anyway uh michael i this is a story i have to tell because i love this story and i've i've heard this before because i've read this book uh michael kane you know we think of michael kane you know we think of classy roles or a comedy roles where he's still kind of classy or just i, I love michael alfred. Kane. alfred so on and so forth so he is in this movie and it's one of those things that if you look at his whole career you go from like the the Austin Powers-esque spy or whatever, like, British movies, and then then you see, like, Jaws 4. So he was moving from Los Angeles to Oxfordshire. Oxfordshire? Oxford? You know how to do it, not me. Uh, Oxfordshire Estate, and when they were building this estate, they realized that they needed more money. And he is at a bit of a lull working-wise, so he's like, yeah, I'll do this. This shark movie it was, a, like, a paycheck movie. And his quote, which I'm sure every one of us saw... Uh, he said, I have never seen it, meaning Jaws 4, but by all accounts, it is terrible. However, I have seen the house that it built, and it's terrific. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> yeah. I, and also, I, I while filming him. this, he did win an Oscar for Hannah and Her Sisters. 
so he didn't get a chance to accept that Oscar, but he won an Oscar, built a house, and had a great holiday. Not That's bad funny. for a flop movie. Michael Caine gets it. He does yeah. get it. We need, like, awards for people that get it. Like, so, so far yep. last week we had Kenny G gets it. Well, this week <laughs> Michael Caine gets it. Yep. This week is He's Michael awesome. Caine. Yes. Um, so let's start off here. So we are starting at Amity Island. We already talked about the fact that it didn't look super cold, although it was filmed in February. Uh, you do – they do subtly show that um, Martin Brody is no longer with us by having his, his portrait on a wall behind the uh, – <laughs> The, the woman or behind at the his, sheriff's his office yeah yeah um and his son he had died from a heart attack which they say and his son is now the sheriff of the town it no is... his son is a deputy yeah he's not the chief i don't think he is he is a police officer they're all he the is. same they're all the same they, they you know <laughs> i'm gonna get pulled over 18 times tomorrow <laughs> um yeah he's a police deputy and he is dispatched because he is a deputy and not a chief. He is dispatched to remove a log from a buoy. Uh, and this is, you know, we start realizing it's Christmas time and things like that. So, does anyone have anything to say about removing a log from a buoy? Nothing dirty, nothing intriguing. Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't do it at night at Am- in Amityville. Yeah, that's pretty much, yeah. I was wondering about that. Like, or Amity. Like, what's the big deal? Like, the log can be removed tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. it's only just not to be removed at night while everybody's singing Christmas carols on the island so that they can't hear your screams after it'll, your arm gets bitten off. It'll block the fishermen. Can't the <laughs> fishermen just go around it? Like yeah, they shouldn't did. be going near the buoy anyway. Yeah. Question, do you think the shark placed the log there? <laughs> I was wondering if they were going to go that route. I was going to be like, Are they, is this shark now setting up traps? It's like... Home al- oh, home alone with sharks. <laughs> oh my god, that's so sharks funny. of the corn. We're gonna watch yeah. that movie, by the way. Sharks of the corn. Yeah. Wait, is that a thing? Oh, we. Yes, it is. Oh god. Are you kidding me? Please I, no. Oh yeah, you don't see that part of the chat room. Yeah, there's there's a movie that is coming out soon called Sharks of oh. the Corn. It's about sharks, land sharks swimming around in cornfields. Oh, Jesus Christ! I still haven't <laughs> seen House Shark yet. I'm gonna watch that. Got <laughs> what? Oh, by the way, this is also the second consecutive year where we've accidentally covered a Jaws movie during Shark Week, by the way. Oh, that's right. It is Shark Week. Yep. It is. So we did not do it last year on purpose, nor did we do it this year on purpose. It's just coincidence. When did Shark Week start? Did Jaws actually come out on Shark Week? Nah. Shark Week is way more recent. Um, Anyway, this this sequence, of course, you heard that there was people singing. They they recruited 250 locals to be in this scene. so at least 250 people said that they'd be in this movie other than the actual big names from the originals. Yeah, but they probably didn't get paid. No, probably not. They got to sing Christmas carols in a classic shitty movie. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's true. Um, and this is, of course, when you the, the mom is kind of like, well, this shark has a vendetta against the family, and the kids are like, eh. Uh, when real, when real quick uh, Easter egg for all the Jaws fans out there. So after the kid dies and, or, you know, Sean oh, dies. Oh, yeah, we actually forgot to mention that Sean got eaten by a shark. At this yes. Point, but we'll get to that. So they're, when they're at the wake or whatever, you see there's some ladies talking, and one uh, one of them is, uh, she's been, her name is Mrs. Taft. She was in the first two movies. She plays a hotel owner. One of the women was uh, the mother of the Kittner 
uh, kid from the first movie, the kid that gets killed by the shark. And Oh, really? Yes, and they wasted a golden opportunity for her to go up to the mother and say, now you know what, I, now you know what it feels like. <laughs> you know, because I just thought that it, she was so pissed at the chief even though, like, you know, at the end of the day, your your kid got killed in the ocean because there's sharks in the ocean, and you take that chance and you go in the ocean anyway. She's the one that yeah. slapped him. She's the one that slapped him. Yes. Uh, but now, but now she's like in this support group helping, and she didn't have any lines, but she's there. I'm like, this is there. They should have had her go. How's that feel, bitch? You know, <laughs> and, sl- and slap her. Yes. And say, <laughs> Vengeance done now, Miss. Yeah. Kit- so he's. Kit- <laughs> so he's uh, getting this log fixed, and of course the shark jumps up and bites his arm. And as, as uh, I think Omar said earlier, doesn't even realize that his arm is bitten off. Not at and first. And then, like, also leans over the other end of the boat, and then gets gobbled up. And it's like, if nothing else, stay center ma- center mass of the boat. C- couldn't couldn't he have tried to steer the boat out of there? Yeah, yeah. If he I know he's got one arm, but I if mean, he hadn't still lost his mind. Yeah, he probably could have just fired up the boat and taken off. Yeah, and the boat does end up getting like destroyed somehow. Like, he, well, he's hanging over the he edge. Bites the the shark bites the side. They show a, oh, a okay. where there's a huge chunk missing, and then it sinks because of that. Yeah, gotcha. And then mom immediately is repeatedly throughout the movie. You have to quit your job. You have to quit your job. To the other brother. To the right. other brother. Yes, you have to yeah. quit your job. Well, the other brother's job is a marine biologist. Yeah. Uh, so really, it, really bad marine biologist. Not very good. I don't want you in the water anymore. You have to quit your job. Yeah, so the that's the other son, Michael. Um, so he comes in for the funeral, and that's when all these conversations happen. He brings his wife, Carla, and their five-year-old daughter, Thea. Uh, did anyone make the mistake of going down the rabbit hole on that little girl? I did not. The actress no. that plays that little no. girl. No. Oh, boy. She's adorable, right? Sure. Yeah, uh, her, she was, uh, a year later, her alcoholic father murdered her and her mother. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus Christ. As, yeah. She oh. is the voice of the, I think she's the voice of the little girl of from All Dogs Go to Heaven, or one of those kind of dogs. That movies. was that girl? Yeah. I knew and, that story. I didn't know she was in Jaws, too. Oh, shit. And she, that, she did the voiceover for that. The director of that, I guess, is a Bluth or someone. Don Booth, yeah. Yeah, it was like, this is the most extraordinary little vo- girl voice actress I've ever heard. The father was, and it was one of those, like, uh, movie dads that wanted to, like, push their daughter into being in movies, but then got really jealous that she was successful. So he would drink and abuse, and they start basically, not to be too depressing, but they started noticing that the little girl was doing very weird things, like pulling out her own eyelashes and stuff, and they occurred, they realized that she was being abused by her father. So the mother basically said, okay, we're leaving. The mother took the, the girl to an apartment, and then the father went and killed all three of them. Um, and I was like, wow, as I saw this adorable little girl. Like, I literally read this as she was jumping up and down with the lollipop in her hand. I'm like, ugh. That's horrible. I need another drink. Yes. Excellent. Yeah. yeah, so I'm always the one that brings the, the sadness because I'm the one that apparently ends up making the mistake of going down rabbit holes. Like, oh, she, this little girl's really cute. wonder what she has been in. I oh, I remembered God, hearing right? the story about the voice from the girl's voice from All Dogs Go to Heaven, but I I didn't realize she was in Jaws: The Revenge. Yes. Ugh. So at least she gets her name associated with the that, and actually a lot of the actors and actresses from this movie ended up being her pallbearers. 
Oh my god. And I actually I actually just recently figured out where where Michael where I knew Michael from. I'm like, God, he's really familiar. What has he been in that I've seen him in? Halloween two? Yeah, Halloween two and uh no. last and last, last Starfighter. Starfighter. He was uh, Alex Rogan. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, but that's he's so also funny. in Halloween too. That was a great movie. So anyway, they, they you introduce to basically the other side of the family. They come in and they um for the funeral and they do convince the, it takes a while, but they try to convince the mother to maybe get away from Amity. Which, honestly, if most of my family was harassed by a shark at some point in their lives, I would probably move to Nebraska. Yeah. Or, <laughs> yeah. you know, Well, mountain. maybe maybe she did, and that's where we have sharks of the corn. There we go. Oh, my God. Ooh, good call. So it's Great. what I'm hearing is that's just Jaws 5. Is that what's happening? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, okay. it is. Sharks of the corn. Can't wait for that. <laughs> <laughs> sand sharks <laughs> and and here here we have a scene where i where i wrote something down i'm like what is this guy five when when michael comes comes up for the funeral and him and his wife are walking on the beach and she's Thank saying you. something to him and he just like freaks out and just takes off running down the beach i, I was gonna mention that that is such a weird fucking scene i'm like he's emotional what just happened he's emotional he's getting it out he's getting out his emotions <laughs> yeah, but that's how like a five year old does I know. it. Do, the... just... do you want to know what happened? They had to film a few minutes. The script said there's nothing to do here, so they said, "Hey, Lance, we want you to improv." And he said, "I got it." As soon as she annoys me with her talking, I'll just run off. <laughs> movie. I'm not magic. sure if he's. I'm not sure if he's making making that up as he goes or not. But it sounds for this right, movie, so... it sounds plausible. That really sounds plausible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been I've been working on my legs. I I can run if you wanted me to run. I don't know about you guys, but after the show, I'm gonna watch it again. I think. <laughs> oh my God. Just kidding. Uh, I I own this movie now, so it's connected to me forever. I actually own it as well. I bought the uh, Jaws three pack. So, I so did I. Jaws so did two, I. Jaws three, and four. I rented uh, it. I I got it on. I got it on Peacock, which is also why I can watch Boss Baby two eight hundred ninety seven times. <laughs> it was on Peacock. Oh, God. It's on yes. oh, I got it off I of Amazon that, Prime for I couldn't tell I didn't I couldn't tell why it was priced this way, but renting it cost me it was four twenty. And now I realize you need a lot of drugs to get through it. It was just a it was their it was their way of of I didn't I should have listened, I guess. I don't know what to say about it, but I get it now. Have Thank you, muffin. Amazon. Thanks for the uh Thanks for the heads thanks. up. Yeah, I have a muffin, yeah. yeah. I need some of those muffins yeah. that we talked about earlier. That was uh, that was off air. <laughs> that was yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we are uh, we are continuing on. They uh, they basically convince her to go to an island, uh, the Bahamas or islands technically, and they, uh, you know, they're gonna go because she needs to get away from this. And I like it's really fast. Like it starts off a little bit before Christmas and. They because they're obviously like in Christmas mood and then they're gone to an island. Wow, you know the sun's body is basically still warm. Um, because they're there before New Year's, which I thought was interesting. They're there for Christmas Day. Yeah. Now, I I actually have a shark in the Bahamas story that I feel like it needs to be told because I went on my honeymoon to the Bahamas and we did Atlantis, and I don't know if you know if you know about this, Rob. Uh. I wake up one morning and I'm getting ready to go. They have a very famous pyramid-shaped water slide 
that you go down the water slide and you end up in a glass tube underneath a shark tank where as you're sliding through, there's sharks swimming above your head and it's kind of freaky. Mm -hmm. Um, so I go there and I'm, you know, ready to go and I've got my towel and everything. And that water slide is closed because a shark jumped out of the tank onto the down part of the slide and slid into the bottom. What the hell? Of the slide. Yeah. So like, imagine the big tank and then there's the, the water slide that is um, separate from the shark tank, but it's like open as it goes down the side of the, um, the, the pyramid, but it then closes off as you get closer to the, the bottom. And yeah, so the shark jumped out of the tank, landed on the slide and slid into the area. So whoever the first person that went down that slide was ended up running into like a five foot lemon shark. Oh, I was going to say, imagine you're sliding down and you look, you're looking down and right below you, a shark jumps on the slide and you're like, okay, yeah, this, it was a very weird weekend there because that's also the same weekend that, um, John Travolta's son died in the same area oh, in the, on the same Island, not in the same resort. I don't think, but that's crazy. And then not from a shark either, but the, yeah, so it was, it was very weird. And it's, you can look this up on the news cause it was a big deal. Uh, I don't think anyone actually ran into it. And of course the shark did not survive swimming around in chlorine water. But when they went to the Bahamas, I was like, oh, yeah, the shark thing. So they um, – this is where you meet uh, uh, the pilot, Hoagie, which is Michael <laughs> Caine. And he's immediately hitting on the, the, the grieving mother, basically. He takes an interest in her very early on. Mm-hmm. And – you know, they kind of be like, oh, well, you know, you should have some fun despite all of your recent losses. And like, wow, the, the people that wrote this don't understand emotions at all. Or like, motivations. Like, I really feel, feel like this would have been even a li- just a little bit better if they're like, one year later, you know, you shouldn't be here for Christmas because of what happened last year. Why don't you come visit me in the in Jamaica? But no, they didn't do that. And that would actually make sense with helping her get over you know, the morning, like you could say like she, it's a year later and she's still too depressed or whatever. And then he helps her get out yeah. of it. That, you're right. That would make yeah. more sense. Uh, they don't understand looking... shark emotions and they don't understand people emotions. <laughs> you're looking, you're looking for logic where none existed. <laughs> What's the motivation of the shark? You know what I mean? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, they of course get down there and they, you know, my, Michael uh, introduces them to the, to, uh, to Sunny, I want to say Sunny Spoon every single time because I used to watch Sunny Spoon religiously, who was a Mario Van Peebles show. Uh, they introduced him to Mario Van Peebles' character, who what is that? Jake? 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 Yeah, yeah Jake. Uh, you, the, the Snake you, Roberts. Yeah, you. <laughs> you meet the wife, who's a welding artist, and I actually thought, based on the the way she looked at that sculpture that she was working on like i really thought that somehow that that sculpture was going to be used to kill the shark which would have been better by the way that that would have been yeah they also because it was very pointy they also had an unhealthy focus on their uh their sex life it was mentioned quite a bit that's true i've always wanted to have sex with an angry welder <laughs> which actually reminds me omar can you tell me at the time you had sex with an angry welder what was that like well yeah you remember what what made him so angry do you remember you were sitting there and you were making a sculpture and <laughs> I was. You were bothering mm-hmm. me, and I was quite perturbed. Mm-hmm. And then I made uh, it all better. Oh, yeah. You did. <laughs> oh, gosh. 
I'm leaving. <laughs> Me too, actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, so oh, and then he says, he, back. "What did I miss?" Then he says something about the, the angry welder thing, and she's like, "Shut the door!" And he's like, basically, he's like, "No," <laughs> like he just leaves the door open to that little garage thing. He's no. like, he he, did, he basically was like, "No, let's." Let's do it this Let's way. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> he wanted Thea and his mother to walk in to see. Yeah, has, he was hasn't packing. the little girl already walked in on, on mom doing the sculpture once already when she asked grandma for tea time or some shit? Yes. 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 <sighs> what could go wrong? Also, He wants to traumatize that little girl. <laughs> uh, it, and there's a New Year's Eve party that I want to, before I forget, is one of the weirdest lines I've ever seen in a movie or heard in a movie. The the mom and son are dancing, and she goes, "Show your mother how good of a dancer you are." Yeah. I don't know. It was I almost said sexually, and just once yeah, again, somebody wrote that. And like seven days after her other son died. Yes, that needs to be said. It does. It does. Like, uh, do, wait. Uh, you know what? Do they? Uh, maybe I didn't catch it. For God knows why. Did they give an indication of like how much time had passed? I don't remember that. Well, well, you knew that it was Christmas time when Sean died, right? But so that could have been like Christmas. January. I mean, that could have been like December, you know. 5th. But they were at a New Year's. They were at a they were at a New Year's party. Um, but I'm saying, so you're right. It could have been December. You know what I'm saying? It could have been well, December fifth. They they were they were preparing for Christmas when Sean died. Correct. She actually spent Christmas in the Bahamas, and then she was there through New Year. So at most right. it could have been and this, two and this weeks. was the '80s when Christmas didn't start like November. That's 7th. true. <laughs> Christmas didn't start a week before Halloween. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, okay. So there, there are some dream sequence stuff. I don't. I'm just gonna go past that. Um, they, the scientist, that's Jake. Uh, we'll say Sunny Spoon because I'm gonna keep doing it regardless. And Michael, yeah, they are doing their science thing where they're doing very exciting work on some snails. Which, uh, yeah. And they talk about the snails and whatever. And they also end up running into the shark who has, as we talked about before, decided to follow the family down all the way from up north down to the Bahamas for one whatever reason. Uh, Really, the reason is that someone is like, we want to get back to the family aspect of this movie, and we want to, you know, have some more connection with the shark. It's a shark, <laughs> a thousand no miles connection. away. Yeah, and and what is his reaction to seeing this big, great white? Hey, we should track this shark and study it, it down and, here? <laughs> yeah. and not tell anybody about it. So they decide yeah. to a device to attach a device to a shark that tracks it through its heartbeat. Which uh, I'm convinced they stole this from aliens. Yeah, I don't think it's a thing, though. I don't think that's how it works. They, yeah. No, it's, it's not a thing. But I'm convinced that they want they really liked the scene in Aliens where you heard the beeping right. of the aliens. Yeah. Because that came out a year before and was a huge. But hit they didn't them. do a good job of making it like as the, like supposedly what I got out of it was that as it got closer, you were supposed to be able to tell by the heartbeat. I guess by like the loudness yes. of it. But they didn't really do a very yeah. good job of. 
Well, no, because what happened was was when it got closer, the heartbeat sped up, and it's like no, that's not no, that's what not what would happen. That's not how that works. <laughs> that's is that what it was? It was speeding up. Yeah, that's true. I guess. Yes, I thought it should have been louder. Really tired from swimming so fast. Well, be, wait a minute. What you're ignoring there is that when he gets closer, he realizes he's closer to a Brody, and that makes his heart beat God. fast. Mm. So what you're hearing is shark arousal. I was going to say like when I get Correct. near Greg. Same thing. Yeah, and that should make all of us uncomfortable. <laughs> that's that's why he has a restraining order. It is true. <laughs> and I'd like to thank you for filling that up for me and making Anytime. sure that it, it got seen in a prompt manner by the judge. I, I have uh, to live no more than no less than 300 miles away, so that's fair. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, yeah, they they uh, put this attach this device. Uh they also there's a, a nice little uh, chase through a boat sequence, which actually isn't terrible. You know when he's Agreed. he's down there with a the little submarine and has to climb out and swim. So, it's it's very uh, Finding Nemo. So wait a minute. <laughs> That's true. Back, back up just a second. Okay. Do you, do you, when he's putting this bullshit together, this this monitor, mm-hmm. it was a plastic tube. With a bunch of curled wire in it. And I don't even think he took the wire off the spools. He just stuck the tube, the spools, in this clear tube, and then he makes an adjustment, reaches in, and pulls up wires, and then just shoves something on top of it and closes it. I feel like this is one of those scenes that you might have seen more than once. Because and this it, is, it is. This, this was, is where I, this I was felt. right around where I fell asleep. This is exactly where I fell asleep, and, or where I rewound back to. And then when he was putting the thing together for the end of the movie, I'm like, that's just a fucking flashlight. What are, what are, what are we doing? <laughs> you're not supposed to notice that because you're so enthralled by the movie. He's tightening screws on a flashlight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, times. go on. So they, they, the, the swimming through the boat sequence actually was pretty good. The, is like one of the few times the shark doesn't look terrible, I think. Uh, and it was the robot shark. Um, but then we, uh, we're going to, uh, present, you know, because all of these movies have to have some sort of like festival or presentation or some sort of, you know, band music or whatever. This is where they're presenting the sculpture that the woman has made. Hold on. I apologize. One Uh, thing. So uh, he gets, doesn't he get bit by the shark on the arm or he's cut by something? I think he is. Yeah, he is cut, but I don't know if he's cut from going through the boat or if he gets like... Then it, by the shark because he, he does look over at a band-aid on his shoulder yeah well, well next I, to his I think wife he got cut escaping from the ship where the shark had cruised. okay yeah that's just it. trying to figure yeah. out because i couldn't figure out what happened to him i just remember that this, the next scene he's in bed having the nightmare and then he um you know he's got the, the he's bandage got that, like, at it. thousand yard stare and his wife is sleeping next well, to wait, him wait 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 a second and no and no hold on hold on i just realized something <laughs> if okay. he's this is just another plot hole he 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 gets he's trapped down there. He gets hurt. Then he's you know like I said he has the nightmare and he wakes up and he's bandaged up. And then at the end and then later on the wife finds out that the shark is there. Wouldn't she have noticed something amiss when he's like completely scratched up and destroyed and there's a big bandage around his no, arm? No, he he was just like, I cut myself shaving. Oh, oh, that makes sense. That was my thing. How did they not ask him, what the hell happened okay. to your arm? Well, because they don't say anything about it, but you don't realize <laughs> it till later when, when Correct. Toward, toward the end of the movie, when she's like, how come you didn't tell us? Well, you didn't notice that I'm all destroyed. You get mad when I don't notice your haircut? You don't notice that half my arm's missing? Anyway. 
Uh, I've had PTSD <laughs> for a week, and you haven't said shit. Yeah, it was one of the snails. Got yeah, angry. there it is. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, then there's the inflatable banana boat thing, which there's a big festival. They're introducing the sculpture. Kids are all riding around on this banana boat. The, the grandmother slash mom, depending on who you're talking about, is watching. And the shark, of course, attacks the banana boat. And I remember this thing so distinctly, this giant <laughs> banana. Like... To the point of where I think I've actually been on one at one point, I and I was like, one. you have been the Bahamas, on Bahamas, no less. Yeah, I think I was, too. And I remember as I was getting on it thinking, shark. <laughs> <laughs> Jaws 4. Yeah. I don't know if I thought that specifically, but I was like, why do I feel like I've felt like either I've been attacked by a shark on one of these, or I've seen someone be attacked by a shark on I one of these. I should be afraid of, of this. Was that. Yeah, exactly. That'd be a terrible way to die. Uh-huh. How did he die? He was on a giant banana. <laughs> not a euphemism um yeah uh so, so the little so girl it was a gay sex club yes called the giant called banana euphemism. no 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 he was on a giant <laughs> banana at a sex, a gay sex club called euphemism <laughs> that'd be great like but like <laughs> that's fantastic um, I'm opening that. It's happening. Because <laughs> uh, they always, cause, like, yeah. Anyway, I'm moving on. Uh, so the shark does attack, and as we said earlier, misses the little girl, grabs someone else, gobbles him up, chomp, 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 and uh, that's when they they brother finally admits that yeah, we do know a little bit about some shark situations here. Um, <laughs> And Ellen, uh, we've been calling her mom or grandma, but Ellen does decide to go out and take things into her own hands. This was a perfect opportunity for a shark-killing montage. They didn't do it. No. Went out in a sailboat, a fishing boat. I I wanted to see, like, her tying on, like, a shark tooth necklace. There was (laughs) so much about this whole last sequence that did not make any sense at all. Sharpening a harpoon, you know. It's... First thing is, it's what was her plan? The most anti... uh, uh, yeah. Nothing. She just wanted, <laughs> she was just going to go kill the shark. That was it. She knew she knew she had to do it. This is the most anticlimactic ending to a movie I think I've ever seen. I'm 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 serious. I I really as soon as the banana boat thing happens, she gets in the boat. She's going to go hunt the shark. Michael gets yelled at by his wife, rightfully so. And then he and poor and he, he tells poor Jake, "You have to come with me." So basically. Hey, why don't you risk your life, even though you don't have anything to do with this? And and then somehow they find he's like somehow, at a tiki bar. He's like, "I'm all in this movie." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then they find Michael Caine. Like, hey, yeah, like, hey, where's your plane? And so all of a sudden, everybody's back together, the the, the main four characters. So we can have this really fast ending that has not been set up at all. I, I really can't. This is once again the nine month uh, movie problem. Yeah. I think they just didn't know what to do. Yeah, I'm and, man, just and think I about would, what the montage could have been. It would have been great. Mm-hmm. I would disagree. There is a movie that I have seen that has a far more anticlimactic ending that I was just like, what the fuck just happened? If you've ever seen Lost Souls with Winona Ryder, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I've never no. seen that. Does it, is it just one of those uh, movies that just ends? With no, we're gonna have to watch that. We're, let, we'll watch that movie at some point, and we'll have Alec back on just to torment <laughs> a little more. 
Yes, I'll be the uh, our special way of be... saying thanks for yes. supporting the show. <laughs> Thank you so much. I, I'll make sure to not support it. <laughs> this movie has the worst ending ever. You need to watch it by next Thursday. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, we need it twice, and we need a two page write up. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, okay, so we we end up with this whole thing. They basically they're back together. Uh, you know, a Hoagie or Michael Caine barely almost gets eaten by the shark, uh, and that's another. Mistake by the writer, by the way. So the guy's name is Hoagie. So shouldn't he get eaten by the shark? Oh, uh, yeah, well played. Right. Mm-hmm. With some shredded lettuce and, and mm-hmm. tomato and whatnot. And why does he land That's the plane it. in the ocean? I mean, is there... It's a boat plane. It wa- yeah. What? To get to, was, to no, it deliver wasn't. the it was, other... It was just a... No, I, I'm oh, just, I, was, I I'm thought just, you meant it was one of those. there to, like, to make sure everyone's all together. <laughs> this is me again trying to make logic out of it. Okay, forget it. Shut up, Omar. D- no, <laughs> none of that. <sighs> <laughs> okay, so they. Uh, this is also when they they build the device that's basically a flashlight, but it's supposed to make sonic impulses that annoy the shark. Um, and and this is also where we find out that sharks apparently roar like God. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to make sure we mentioned that. Yes. That so here's my roar. other little bit of research. Did you guys know about that sound effect? No. Do you guys know the history of that sound effect? I know it's been in a lot of shit, but yep. Okay, I am. I'm. I went down that rabbit hole too. So oh, if, God. if okay, so I gotta find it real quick. Uh, this the sound person did not want to make a sound effect for a shark because the sound person was smart and said sharks don't roar. So, <laughs> and they so, were like, "Fuck you! We want it to roar." Make yeah. the shark roar. So he's like, no. So they were like, okay. And I guess he, the sound person apparently had more pull than whatever. So they went into the, the database and they pulled this sound effect. It is originally from a Tom and Jerry cartoon uh, called Milky Waif, W-I-F, W-A-I-F, which I watched today. Huh. So it's basically uh, – it's uh, Jerry, the, the little mouse, has like a baby version of himself, I guess, baby Jerry in the little diaper. This is from 1949, by the way. Uh, so I'm watching it, and he, uh, let's see, uh, uh, he is, you know, does some stuff to Tom, and Tom gets pissed, and Jerry runs into a mouse hole, and then a African-American mouse comes out, dressed like Aunt Jemima, and this, let me also say this, this is the most, one of the most racist cartoons I've ever seen in my life, and it's on YouTube. So an African-American, uh, mouse runs out, dressed like Aunt Jemima, and he says, and he and Tom is very confused because he's looking for Jerry, and he's like, and she's like, "Hurry up, honey child! Hurry up, honey child!" Like that. Yeah. Jerry comes out in blackface. I'm not kidding. And Tom is now even more confused, and goes out and sneaks by Tom. And then Tom realizes what happens, corners him, and blah 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 blah. But the sound effect actually comes from uh, Tom apparently spanks the baby mouse with a fly swatter. And then Jerry looks in, or and then Jerry looks in his diaper and sees his butt is all red and gets pissed off, and that's the sound that he makes. He roars at Tom because he's pissed off that that Tom spanked his mouse child. So that's the shark sound. Yes, a, a mad, an angry mouse is an the sound angry of a mouse marine shark. Uh, screaming at him, and it, and you can find this uh, lovably lovable uh, uh, cartoon on youtube just look up uh, milky waif and then be uh, uh, embarrassed that you watched it 
<laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, I found that out. The shark roars because it's annoyed, apparently, that its shark baby got its butt spanked. Um, and then uh, he jumps up and, like, here's where the, the endings different, differ. And we kind of talked about them earlier, but I remember the thing just, the shark just getting impaled and then dying. I didn't know this one exploded. Yeah, I don't for no reason. <laughs> for no reason. I'm like, like <laughs> did the shark just explode? What? How did that happen? <laughs> that when a mother wants to kill you, you explode. Oh god. Oh. Yeah, Ellen steers the sailboat towards the shark and they do this like cutaway thing where she's thinking about her hus- her lost husband who didn't die as a result of the shark by the way. Just they're just she's thinking about it and she wasn't even there at the time. Well, they also show the flashback of the son being killed, and she wouldn't have seen that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They give her um, clairvoyant there powers, it is. or it's just that he told the story so many damn times because that's the only thing that happened to him in Amity. Like, I remember the time. Yeah, we know. We know you killed a shark. Okay, come on. <laughs> he killed. No, he killed two sharks because then Jaws yeah. two. Oh, he did. Counts. He did. Well, wait. Um, that's. The, she rams into him and he explodes. That's after Mario Van Peebles gets eaten with the device on the end of the stick. That's in its. Yeah, he's going to put the device. But wasn't in that, the that so? That thing wasn't supposed to be an explosive. I think that was the no. thing that was just annoying the shark. Oh, that was the the electrical charge thing, right? The flashlight that was okay making yes, I, the shark roar. I misunderstood. I thought it was supposed to be some kind of. And and because it was 1987, they said the only person that could risk their life to do this is the black guy. <laughs> it's true, and everyone liked him so much because he was like the one of the more likable yeah, characters. He was cool. Like, oh shit, we gotta we gotta re-edit this movie mm-hmm. and save him. So I'm like, uh, that was good. Yeah, it was a it would have been perfect if they had had Michael Caine do that. Once again, solves two problems. A re- you know, they can kill him off. Nobody was gonna care too much. And then also, his name is Hoagie, and you could have said that. How did the movie end? Shark, the shark ate a hoagie. Yep. Best yeah. picture. And it could have been like <laughs> Michael, Michael Caine could have been like sitting on the end of the boat with like a martini, like a dry martini. He gets eaten. The shark gets all drunk and swims into the side of the, and swims into the mast of the boat. You know, like, and then explodes. Two Oscars yeah. that year. <laughs> well, this is a first. They they bring out two envelopes. They've won twice. Uh. And that's it. That's the end of the movie. That's really it. They fall into the water, and uh, what happens? They uh, they then they show la- like they laugh, and it goes to Hoagie a cutscene. Takes scene. her back to Amity. Yep, and then Hoagie takes her back to Amity. Yes, and, uh, so good. And the mom says, "Take care of Jake, so you know Jake's still alive." Right. Yeah, that's right. Well, Jake pops up. He in does the pop water, up. Yeah. So we know that Jake's still alive. Yeah, but you know that he didn't die from his wounds. I guess <laughs> is what I'm saying. Because, you know, let's be honest, there's a lot of blood in that water. He he, no. Oh, he is like a dog chew toy. He's like a chew toy. Not to mention whatever yeah, for that shark. digestive juices he would have gotten into since he was in the stomach for that thing for a couple of minutes. Was he actually in the, I guess he, was he in the stomach? Yeah, I guess he was. I thought he the was thing just ate him. like. No, he was just in the mouth. He's just in the mouth. Yeah, uh, I mean, Kind of like that guy who got, who got, uh. Eaten by a whale? Eaten by a whale, yes. He wasn't he swallowed. Jonah. Oh, I no. thought he was. Okay. No. No, there's a guy that like literally got eaten by a whale. Like, yeah, yeah, I heard ago. about that. Yeah. Oh shit! The whale was like, yeah. <laughs> he was like that. He was like, I was swimming, and all of a sudden, I was in a whale, and, the and whale it like, was, like spit him out. 
you're not you're not yeah. krill <laughs> and yeah and if i remember correctly I, I might be imagining this but he was like a super like new, new englander so like his his accent when he did the interview the big fucking shack over here <laughs> how do you like them apples huh <laughs> a wicked pisser I had to park my car, but I got eaten by a whale. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Tom Brady. <laughs> oh. Uh, okay, so let's. You, we've Newman. talked about this a little bit. Should should uh, this movie be revived or rest in peace or remake or whatever? This movie should be burned. Okay, burn the movie, Omar. What? Okay, let's just leave it. Let's just let it die. Okay, Alec. As I mentioned earlier, the movie itself is shit. But if they were to make a Netflix or Amazon or whatever streaming service eight to ten episode series about the the filming of this movie, it would probably win some awards if they knew how to do it correctly because it is a good story. It's a funny story, too. That's true. Hmm. That's what I was thinking. Has anyone seen the movie Shadow of the Vampire? No, or that sounds familiar. What is that? It was a movie uh, with Willem oh, Dafoe right. as where they were. It was about the filming of Nosferatu as if the actor playing Nosferatu was an actual vampire. Um, I would love to see a movie like that where it's a movie about the making of Jaws four with an actual series of shark attacks that's happening while they're filming the movie. I think that's that'd be really great. funny. Yes, I think that'd be I great. Like it. That's clever. And that, like, make it be like, that's why the movie sucks. Because everything that is good that's about to happen, the actor that's supposed to do it gets eaten. <laughs> so they have to keep on switching things and changing things. <laughs> that was the best performance today. Then chomp. Like, we got to re-edit this. Who's left? <laughs> <laughs> Next. All right, Mario Van Peebles, your turn. <laughs> yeah. You're now... Yeah, you're, you're now a Bahamian. And also there's a kid on a, a yeah, first banana. First we had Danny Glover. Then we went to. <laughs> then it was. Uh... <laughs> then we went Sean Connery for a different feel. That didn't work. He's gone. <laughs> yeah. So this movie did in fact make some money. It made fifty one point nine million dollars total. Uh, twenty million domestic. Uh, on a twenty three to thirty million dollar budget, it's hard to tell. But you're like, okay, that's great. But that was the same type of budget that Beverly Hills Cop two and The Untouchables had the same year. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Really? And those, and those movies made a lot more money. Great movies. Yeah, yeah they did. Well, mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. So uh, anyone have the history? Uh, so for the history, this is weird because we have been doing summer of 87. So the history, we're, we're really kind of going week to week to week. And a lot of this stuff happened very slowly because it was trials and things along those lines. But um, if you were, if you did follow the Iran-Contra thing, uh, around this time, Reagan kept on saying that he didn't know what was going on, didn't know what was going on, which instead of him getting in trouble for stuff, he started getting in trouble for not knowing what was going on with his own people. Um, so there was that kind of stuff as well as, and something I put in there a, a little bit for Rob, uh, you know, I didn't really understand it as a kid, but what the, the Marcos family had done to the Philippines where they were basically taking all of the money and buying shit ton of shoes. Uh, when the Mar the Marcoses left the Philippines, they were kicked out basically, and they ended up in Hawaii and the the all of the people of the Philippines uh filed a twenty two point six billion dollar suit against them uh on this day as well. And I remember back I even remember at the time 
and <clears throat> I didn't understand it then, but um, there was even jokes about her, um, mm-hmm. Imelda Marcos. Well, that's that was actually because my mom, because her last name being Marcus, one of my mom's friends used to call her Imelda as a joke. Oh, that's funny. Because of Imelda Marcus, and like we're like, oh, you have so many shoes, and my mom was never like a closed person. Well, there, but there's like all these pop culture, like Saturday Night Live and stuff like that, would make yeah. jokes about her and like all the shoes she had, because it was yeah. so absurd, like the amount of stuff that these people had and that they stole from their own government was just unbelievable. Yeah, it was unreal. I didn't know about that suit until this uh, your, this article yeah. today. So you would think that if that if people were that litigious back then, that they would have pretty much been like after they saw Jaws four, be like, I'm going to sue unless you give me my <laughs> money and time back. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Time. <laughs> so, I think that was that was the history. Um, you guys did figure out the other movies that were out and the music. So I'm going to let you guys do that while I'm definitely not muting myself to work on my top five list. Um, I I do have the 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 movie roundup here at um apparently at number one. There was a uh, a re-release of a Disney classic because Snow White and the Seven Dwarves was at number one the week that Jaws of Revenge came out. At number two, we had RoboCop. And at number three, Jaws of Revenge debuted with $10.477 million, $10. million. And I think it, by the end of its run, it made 10.5. At number four, we had Full Metal Jacket. Five, uh, Revenge of the Nerds fell all the way to five. At number six, we had Dragnet. At number seven was Adventures in Babysitting. Number eight was Inner Space. Number nine, Beverly Hills Cop 2, which at this point had already amassed $138 million. Wow. And number 10 was The Witches of Eastwick. Untouchables fell just outside the top 10 at number 11. That's a great week for movies right there. Yeah, it is. Except for the movie that was number three. Well, yeah. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and number five. Yeah. Which one was number five? Revenge of the Nerds 2. <laughs> that was a great movie, yeah. man. That was so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So for music, I believe I have the correct thing here. Let's see. Number 10, Rhythm is Gonna Get You by Gloria Estefan and the Miami Sound Machine. Mm-hmm. Um, number 9, I Want Your Sex from well, George Michael, which I didn't realize was also in Beverly Hills Cop 2. That movie yes. must have dominated the summer. Because there's another that song. That movie actually was... had, had three songs in the top 20. It, three songs in the top 15, because 15 was Cross My Broken Heart from the soundtrack for Beverly That's Hills crazy. Cop. Did anyone else have a mother that really, really liked that song? And... Might want to go in halvesies on therapy with me. Uh, I have it worse one than you. No, he's talking about I want your sex, correct? (laughs) Yes. Yes. My 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 father actually loved that song and the entire George Michael album. Yeah, as as did. uh, Yep. So maybe we should split some therapy on that one. That was a great record, actually. That was actually. It it was. I I don't. I I don't disagree, but it's still weird when your parents listen to a song called "I Want Your Sex." It could have been "I Touch Myself." (laughs) (laughs) You might be. You might. Good point. (laughs) Oh, thanks. I've seen my mother dancing to "It's Getting Hot in Here," so just remember that. Uh, That's true, because Greg's mom likes 
every 70s thing that was like and uh, my big r&b fan yeah. okay continue um number eight something so strong by crowded house number seven from an album that we talked about a couple weeks ago i still haven't found what i'm looking for by u uh, 2 which was like a mega hit that year um six was funky town by pseudo echo because everyone likes that song number five point of no return by expose which i zero percent remember um take it to me to the point of no return uh, 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 uh. man i haven't heard that song in forever i like that song uh, yeah, very I, very I, good i think i i think i i, I, think I, I was blocked it out doing the phantom version of point of no return <laughs> uh <laughs> as the point of no return oh there you go okay no the final thread <laughs> <laughs> we got him started Number four, Don't Disturb This Groove by The System, which I also don't remember. I don't remember that at all. <clears throat> um, I Want to Dance with Somebody Who Loves Me by Whitney Houston, number three, which is the title of my sex tape. Number two. <laughs> it's, it's just him crying and eating an entire Sara Lee, like, pound cake. I want to dance with No, I would go. It would be Ben and Jerry's fish food, but that's fine. Um, your point taken. Number two, um, Shakedown from Beverly Hills Cop 2 by Bob Seger, one of my all-time favorites. Um, because I'm old. Number one, in its second week at number one, "Alone" by Heart, which is just such a badass song. That's such, such I a love great Heart. Song. Yeah, they're so awesome. Um, so the music, another great week. Another, I'm telling you, man, this 1987 summer thing was just ridiculous. Like they really just killed it. <clears throat> it was awesome. It was a good time to. And now, it's time for the question. Which I definitely didn't just figure out the answers to three minutes ago before I started singing. The Hell. question this week, because a main character in the Jaws series is killed off screen and you just see a picture of him, and they're like, oh yeah, he died of a heart Actually, attack. Actually, in yeah. between movies. Yes. He died of a heart attack because the fear killed him. Uh, we are going to talk about. Uh, I guess everyone did movies, I'm assuming, of uh, people or movies where characters have died off screen or characters from movies that have died off screen. And I left this up to you guys to decide if it was going to be between movies or just off screen and someone mentions it. So who wants to go first? Doesn't matter. Whomever. Well, we, we do tend to play Alex voicemails first, so let's put you on the spot all right the pressure is on okay so i didn't do um i, I didn't do all of them the same like they're not all like the same as roy scheider's character who didn't even show up for the movie but let's see how it goes all right so my bonus pick was going to be ice cubes character in boys in the hood Doughboy. they don't they, he dies but they don't show him dying um yeah, so that's just funny. text on the screen right Yes, exactly. correct. And then I think they show him like kind of like disappear. If I'm remembering, he correctly. was shot a week later and died. Yeah, yes. That's actually, I think that's exactly what they say. It's exactly, <laughs> um, sir, not appearing in this movie. And I, I think his name yeah. was Doughboy, wasn't it? Yes. And then the other one that I have in the in the um, in the bonus is because they weren't major characters. They were major, but maybe not as major as the star. And aliens, uh, Newton Hicks in Alien Three, they die off screen. Uh, it's just pretty crazy because you go through the whole Aliens movie and you think Ripley's got a family, and then in Alien 3, oh, not anymore. They're dead. So, okay, now for the top five. 
Number five is Sarah Connor in Terminator 3. Of course, they bring her back in Terminator Dark Fate, but still, when you see Terminator 3, she's dead, which kind of sucks because she was awesome in Terminator 2. Um, number four, T- uh, Talia Shire as uh, Adrian Balboa in the Rocky Balboa uh, movie when after you know the first five are mainly about their love in different ways, all of a sudden she's dead. Really sad. Um, number three, this would be number one if it was a better movie, but uh, that's reserved for Roy Scheider in, in this movie, Jaws Revenge, because it's still pretty shocking to see that Chief Brody's dead. Uh, number two is one of the all-time dumbest fucking decisions in movie history, and that's Tom Hagen in The Godfather uh, Part Three, Robert Duvall's character. They kill him off off-screen because they didn't want to pay him to be in the movie, so instead they put George Hamilton in the movie, and the movie sucked. So... Uh, and then number one, uh, a very controversial death too, Josh Brolin in No Country for Old Men. Good list, as usual. You killed yeah. it. Thank you. Yeah, that was good. I have I have taken to not listening to his voicemails early because I don't want him to skew my list because there have been multiple times where I've seen the text version of his voicemail. I'm like, oh, shit forgot about that one and then i'm like i don't want to like be like i'm smarter than i am by stealing his entire list so. oh that's so weird he had my same list in the exact same order <laughs> for all four yeah. of us that's weird weird and i didn't play his voicemail that's weird <laughs> uh i'll go i guess go uh, my uh my number five was doughboy to my honorable mention was more for the impact of the the character was uh, Heather from Blair Witch, but oh, I also haven't one. seen that in a while. Oh yeah, she, that's a really you, good. We, you never end up knowing what happens to her. That's a good point. Oh my god, that was yeah. good. Yeah, uh, Adrian from one of the Rocky movies, but I don't remember which one. It, Rocky Balboa. She dies between Rocky Five, five and, and Rocky six. Balboa. Yeah, correct. Okay. Probably a little bit lower because of those movies not being super good. Well, Ro- well, Rocky Balboa, I think, was good. That's Rocky Balboa was. actually was decent. Yeah, Rocky Balboa was good. Rocky Five is horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my number three is Hicks and Newt together because of uh, I, I was horrified because I thought Newt was freaking adorable back then, uh, especially when she's like, you know, they, they, they mostly come at night, mostly. <laughs> like that. Like, just adorable. Uh, well, she was such a plot point. They they were just like, yeah, no, F it. We're done with her. Yeah, I think the actress, I mean, didn't really want to act in any more stuff because I don't think she's been in anything else. But, um, and of course, Hicks being a big deal, too. Plus, I like I like those characters, too. So it's even more so. It's like, it's one of those few movies where every character that survived are the ones that you kind of like. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, Head in a Box, Gwyneth Paltrow, also known as Tracy Mills oh, in a, Seven. Damn, good one. Damn, that's good, too. Yeah. Yeah. About ah, turning the tables. Yeah, so I'm changing my list. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that one, and then the big one, which I'm gl- I'm remarkably glad that this character dies off screen. But Bambi's mom, <laughs> wow. because I I, I don't I don't want to see that. Good point. But the, you you see Bambi's mom run off into the woods. You hear the gunshot. You see Bambi or you see Bambi run off into the woods. You hear the gunshot. But you never actually see mom die, and which is good because I think that no cho- there would be no children from that era uh, that were not in therapy if they showed it. 
That's my number one, Bambi's mom. Nice. Okay. Who's next? Uh, Omar, we do have time for 35 of your 40. I, uh... Top fives. I narrowed eight down to five. So Wow. Yeah. So we're just going to do five. We're still going to make fun of you for having lists of 100, you know? Yeah, I can't help it. It's okay. Um... Many of those were mentioned that you mentioned are done are 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 on here, but um, number five I did Tank from Matrix Reloaded. Okay, because he was just cool, and those movies were awesome. Number four Adrian from Rocky, because like you like you said, um, I think Alex said it that like you know it's this great love story, and she's gone. Like what the hell? Number three um, Sarah Connor, because. Those first three movies, I even I like T three a lot too, but I just thought they were awesome, and she was just such a badass. Um, and I'll, I'll never forget like Terminator one. Just it just it was just so awesome. Um, number two, I went with it anyway. Jenny and Forrest Gump. Okay. Yeah, they don't show her dying. That's true. It was just such a great movie, and they never really do show her dying. And I know that she was just like this terrible person, but it was like. It doesn't matter because he loved her. You know what I mean? And so, like, you feel for him. You know what I mean? It didn't matter because she was adorable and blonde. And it, well, no one adorable and blonde can be a terrible person. <laughs> she wasn't a terrible person. She just had a rough life. She had a rough life. So the terrible person's not necessarily fair. But she... She made bad decisions. She made bad decisions. Correct. but she And she kind of ran back to him when, you know, now that she's screwed. No, no pun intended. Now that she's sick, now she's going to settle down and go to Forest. You know what I mean? Like, not cool. But, I, mean, I don't know if sleeping with Forrest is a good decision either. Well, right. Exactly. <laughs> there was a lot. But it was just, a, it was a really good, I don't know, I love that movie and I, I really like everything about it. And number one for me, and for the same reasons that Greg said, was Newton Hicks and Alien. I, that's like, I, I, I was so surprised that they were dead. I was like, I, I, I remember seeing it like as a kid when it was new. And I was just like, what the hell? And again... I thought she was like super adorable, but Hicks was such a cool character. Like they were, it was a great. I, I was just shocked by it. Like it was, it was a weird. I didn't just understand like why in they did freaking it. glass tubes did. It, it, yeah. Also, imagine being Michael Bean and you finally get to survive in a movie. Yeah, he dies in everything. and be a hero. <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> and he doesn't even show up. Yeah, and it's like, oh, Alien Three is being filmed. When, when did we start? Oh, <laughs> sorry, Michael, you don't Never start. Mind. No, they're like, yeah. Well, we're we gonna start, fil- start on the filming. <laughs> yeah, you start a couple weeks early because we just need a cast of your face because you don't actually say anything. <laughs> you never. Or we really could use start. this yeah. aliens Halloween mask that we purchased of you. <laughs> One of the two. It's just a Mike Myers mask that we painted your face on. <laughs> <laughs> so, which is really what William Shatner, right? Yep. Yes. <clears throat> okay. All right. Well, I guess that leaves Take me. Us home. And again, the snoring in the background is the French Bulldog. Mm-hmm. It is not anything to do with your list. Oh. Um, I've got... I do have an honorable mention because I do have uh, Stephen Hiller from uh, Independence Day. Will Smith's character died in between Independence Day and the release of oh, that's the right. subsequent movie. Yeah, I never saw that. That's horrible. At number five, I'm going to put Tank from The Matrix. Okay. Yeah, he died, in, and I actually, I actually did mine of characters who died in between movies, not actually off screen. I do have another list for off screen, but um, I've got Tank at number five. At number four, I've got 
Adrian from the Rocky movies. At number three, I've got Brody from from the Jaws franchise. Okay. At number two, I've got Sarah Connor. And number one was one that I remembered. I I I had uh I had to look up, but um Laurie Strode. Ah, from the they oh, actually Halloween killed four. her off and Halloween then brought four. her back. They killed her off multiple times, yeah. Holy they shit. killed her off between Halloween three and four, and said that she died in a car accident. Car accident, yes. Good call. I can't. I forgot about that. I, I would have put that on my list. I don't damn remember that. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Excellent. So you said you have the other list. I do. Um, but so this is what we're gonna do. Uh, after if you guys stick around after this episode. There'll be some. Uh, we'll tag that list at the end of the episode as a little Easter egg for everyone. How about that? Mm. Like a hidden track, which Ooh. hopefully you guys realize that most of the episodes actually have those. Yes. Like it, literally it, every time Rob says something offensive or stupid, I just put it back there. <laughs> I, I always wait for it. Every episode. Or like uh, time someone makes me laugh and I fart instead. That goes there too. <clears throat> so, okay. Well, first of all, Alec, thank you so much. Yeah. Um. It was awesome having for you the, here for this wonderful, fantastic bit of cinema. And we're looking forward to you coming on for Dark Souls. <laughs> Lost Souls, I think he called Lost it. Yeah, I, that too. That, Whatever. Thank That's you for having me. Soul Man, it's going to be something. <laughs> it's been fun. And uh, thank you for everything you do for the show. Uh, I guess I just have to do contact stuff, which I don't have up on the screen because I was busy trying to look up what Newt says. Uh, if you guys want to help out the show as well, you can become a patron. And it's uh, for just $5 or other tiers. You can uh, help the show. You can join our Discord channel where you talk about stuff. Today we talked about German food. Uh, and there's there's a, a fun little music area where we have been discussing cover songs recently, which I have been enjoying. Uh, you get early access to the movie we're reviewing. You get early access to uh, our, the top five list so you can kind of play along as well as other benefits, so feel free to check that out at patreon.com slash gimme5podcast. Uh, you can check out our website, gimme5podcast.com, and feel free to subscribe or uh, like us on whatever podcast stuff you are using, and it will help us out immensely. Uh, and, of course, as I always say, thank you for listening. And remember, guys, send us an email. We want to know. We want you to give us five. I fucked that up. <laughs> See, like I said, this normally would be at the end of the episode, but we have something else for the end of the episode, so it's not. And this is already at the end of the episode. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's the episception. This is so meta. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who's that guy? My ears are bleeding. To <laughs> For your special bonus list, Rob, what do you have for 
your other top five. I thought you were going to say for your special boner list. I don't know why I thought in my brain you were going to say boner. It's just... Because we talk far too much uh, and you know that that's going to happen. Maybe I shouldn't have said that out loud. Sorry. Go ahead, Rob. Well, um, a couple of them were already mentioned. But there were a couple that were not mentioned. Um, I do have I do have Gwyneth Paltrow on there from Seven. I do have Jenny from Forrest Gump. But I've also got Cyclops from X-Men 3. Mm-hmm. Just randomly dies off screen. Nobody really knows what happened to him. He's just gone. It's good writing. <laughs> I believe that was because the actor was supposed to be in something else. Superman Returns, yeah. Yes. Yep. And, and it was like, well, wait a minute. So, yeah, he's just gone. But my, my number one and number two, my number two is uh, Cinna from The Hunger Games. Was that the Lenny Kravitz character? It was yeah. a Lenny Kravitz. Yeah, he dies off screen, and it's just like a message that's delivered to to um, Cat. Yeah, they're like, "Here's your here's your last costume or whatever." And yeah, then, he's dead. And then Katniss is like, "He's dead, isn't he?" Yes. Okay, yeah. moving on. <laughs> so Sin is number two, but my number one was actually two characters that I really enjoyed. I liked a lot, um, and they were they were among the casualties of the war at Hogwarts, and that's. Remus and Nymphadora. 